Silent Strength by Monica Kunzekwekuta. We are continuing our reading from uh, page 14. Earlier on, I had tried to slip into blankets and go to bed early, but was ordered by an elderly female relative to go and mingle with other young people. I had no doubt what this meant. I had no doubt what this meant. For a moment, I wondered if this could be a setup, but again, it might have been the one thing which saved me, because they would have known where to find me. The odds were clearly stacked against me. This is when I decided to take the baby to use as my cover. Had those men found me, they could have given not only me, but my two accomplices a harsh beating. They were feared by everyone because they were the leader's bodyguards. This ordeal happened from 7.30pm until midnight, 12 midnight. It was the longest four hours, four and a half hours of my entire life. Finally, it was time to go to our tent. I was emotionally exhausted and physically numb. As I gently put the baby down, I said to him with tears in my eye, Do you even know that you have just saved my life today? I curled up in a fetal position next to him and cried quietly until I fell asleep. The following day, the conference ended. I was happy to see daylight. I saw some of the men as we were driving off. I could not help but wink as I waved at them. They just looked in disbelief and frustration. When my ordeal was over, I vowed to never set foot in the kidnapping zone again. In Shona, we have a saying that says, Tusturo heponi murutsava kavari. A hare does not escape wildlife twice, wildfires twice. A hare does not escape wildfires twice. I was not I was not about to step back into the fire again. So when my father mentioned attending another conference, I didn't I did not want to take any chances. I knew that those men and many others, especially the ones who used to turn up at my school gate would be looking for me, probably more prepared than before. I had watched so many young girls around me die in childbirth or be consumed by their marriages. I was not going to be a statistic. My father and I had such a close relationship it was a deeply difficult decision to leave. So, I did not tell anyone about my plans. 
During the early hours of Thursday morning, Father accompanied me to the bus stop because he wanted me to run an errand in another village. It was dark and cold. As we walked, I wiped away my tears as I, as I was about to betray my hero and mentor. I hid my emotions and managed to chat, disguise, disguising the anguish I was going through. I worked hard to control the tone of my voice so that he would not detect that I was crying. Sitting on the BNC bus, I waved goodbye until he was out of sight, knowing that this would be the last time that I would see my father in a very long time. I had chosen to defy my father and the community values that he held so true. I felt a deep sense of loss before leaving. I was hurt and angry at the same time. My father was the parent I had lived with since he and my mum divorced when I was only three. This choice I was forced to make meant that the ground on which I stood would be shaken. I felt alone and devastated. I could not stop the tears from streaming down my face from the three-hour journey. Something inside me was broken. My errand was to give some money to my stepmother, then go with her to the conference. I had decided that I was not going, so I told her that I was not feeling well. At that point, I was emotionally drained and facing uncertainty. This was uncharted territory. To make her believe that I was going to follow her to the conference, I shaved my, ha my hair completely, as it is a church requirement, and packed my bag with church garments. On Friday, when she was leaving for the conference, I told her that I would follow a day later because I needed to rest as the rain had caught me on the long walk from the bus stop. It felt like I was coming down with a cold. To be honest, I do not know whether I was coming down with something for real or not. I was just drained from the emotional roller coaster, and all I knew was that my whole body was not feeling right. When I left the village the next day, I went to the opposite direction of the conference and made my way to the capital city of Harare to reunite with my maternal side of the family. I had never traveled on my own before, but I had to take my I had to take risk my life by hitchhiking. Let me just read that again. But I had to risk my life by hitchhiking. Besides, there were no mobile phones in those days. Upon my arrival, I lost my balance. I could not focus, but I was also alive and free. There was no turning back. 
my uncles went to the conference to talk to my father and beg him to allow me to pursue my path. He agreed, but with certain conditions. He only wanted me to respect his wishes of staying as part of the church. I was try I was tired of having every stage of my life put on a negotiating table, so I refused to return home. I started to rebuild my young life at that time, living with my maternal grandmother in Harare. I pursued a university degree, and it was such a relief to be studying. It was absolutely empowering. I was liberating. It was not I was, it was liberating to know that I had made a profound decision to choose my own path and consciously create my own future. I did not want to give up on my dream, so I completed my degree in sociology and moved to the United Kingdom to further pursue my dreams after graduating. By defying my father's authority, I did what was unheard of and I brought shame on him. For a while, I was the talk of the religious group back home. I am sure it was difficult for my father to be taken seriously by this strong patriarchal community. I became the girl who rebelled by going to school. My actions ruined the relationship I had with him in a big way. For many years, it was difficult for us to communicate, and he made me very miserable. However, I am thankful that the bond between us is now very strong. Having him back in my life brought back the balance I had lost. When my parents divorced, I stayed with my father and stepmother during my early years. Naturally, I depended on him, and we had a strong connection. Most of my values were learnt from him. He was my role model, so the decision to run away was not easy. After running away, our relationship suffered for 12 years. But I continued to work on rebuilding the relationship. Eventually, it was amended, it was amended, and I was able to support my father. This did not go unnoticed. What I did made people realize that sending the girl child to school was not such a bad idea after all. It was exhilarating to see the change in attitude. Church members began to appreciate that there were many benefits to educating the girl child. More girls from the church are now going to secondary school and some as far as university. The irony was that my act of rebellion consequently liberated other girls and is seen as an act of courage. Reflection I am glad 
that at the time of my escape from home, I did not have the safety net syndrome. Where I would have avoided anything which threatened my safety and security, aged 17, I took this bold decision to leave home. At the tender age of 14, I faced many challenges, some of which started when I was even younger. But I did not leave it to someone else to save me. I took the plunge and stepped into the unknown. No matter how traumatic your past was, how devastating your situation is, or how poor your upbringing is, you can move forward beyond the struggle, beyond survival and thrive. It is important to know that no situation is permanent. Make a conscious decision to change your emotions, change your thoughts about events which are affecting you or have affected you, leaving you without confidence and hope. Focus on your dreams and goals and the desired results. If your goal seems too big, focus on what you can do today to move towards your bigger goal. As early as age 11, I already knew what I wanted. I knew that the church my family belonged to did not support my dreams and my goals in many ways. I wanted a better life for myself, and that is what I focused on. I did not allow the possibility of being kidnapped take take away my concentration to focus on my examinations. Is your situation supporting your growth? Your situation could be a lot worse than what I went through. But you can do something to change the direction of the tide. You can have the same courage as I did and be in control. Have clarity in your mind. What is it you want to enable your subconscious mind to work out or to help solve? Just map out your way to achieving your goals and live the life you want. Remember that even when you want to plan a road trip, you need the destination address, otherwise you will not be able to plan which route to take. If you ever, if you enter the wrong details in your GPS navigation device, it will tell you that destination not found. The same principle applies to our goals. Vague goals will not lead you to achieving your dreams. No flight captain gets into the plane without planning. He needs to know the distance, how much fuel he needs, at what altitude he needs to fly, how much turbulences he is likely to face along the route, and whether his machine is designed to cope with such harsh conditions. 
availability of a security marshals on the flight and whether he has enough flight attendants. Finally, he needs to ensure he has done the final checks before setting off. All these intricate details need to be part of his planning. His job requires that he is that meticulous. Eventually, this becomes his second nature. His goal is to get the passengers, his crew, and himself to the destination safely and on time. Goal setting and planning is the key. Often, we just write down our goal and forget about them altogether. We do not focus on them at all. Instead, we focus on our problems and they steal our valuable time. Then, then we end up failing to create the life we want. Start right now. Make small steps, focus on you, gain new skills and discover new conversations. These changes must happen within you before you share with others. Choose to surround yourself with can-do people who will encourage and support you. Find your passion and make it your mission to pursue that passion to the best of your ability. You might still be experiencing some hardships, but the moment you get to decide what you love, you will notice that time flies each time you get down to working on it. In the meantime, you will be gaining experience, confidence, self-esteem, dignity, integrity, respect, and self-worth. This is what we strive for. We thrive to do something that resonates with our hearts. Do not allow fear to paralyze you. Think about it. What is the worst thing that could happen? What is the worst that can happen? I usually say, if the worst thing to happen is not death, then march on towards your dream. A bit drastic, I know. But that's the only way to overcome fear and setbacks. It does not mean I do not face challenges that slows me down. But I try my best to refocus. I also look back to that situation where I made a bold decision in much worse challenging environments and made it. Life will always present us with difficult situations, but our ability to navigate through it is what will make us or break us. We cannot ask for a life without problems, because problems are the opposite side of solutions. It is impossible to have one without the other. What happens is, we get so drowned by worry that we do not allow ourselves to find solutions or give our brain a chance to find solutions.
It is often said that sometimes our blessings come wrapped up in misfortunes or sandpaper. I have heard too many stories where someone decided to change their life because doctors had told them that they had less than a year to live. It was only at that time they thought, well, throw caution to the wind and live, enjoying whatever time was left. That is when they lived, because there was nothing else to be afraid of. We gained strength, courage and confidence by each experience in which we really stopped to look fear in the face. We must do, we must do that which we think we cannot. They were facing the ultimate frightening thing and whilst in that space acknowledging that what matters is living in the present. In some cases they heal and live for many, many, many more years. By then they would have mastered the art of living a fulfilled life. Do not wait until a tragic incident forces you to do the things you love to do or train for the job you want. Regret is living in the past and living in the future is living in fear. It causes so much anxiety in some people that they fail to make use of the time they have. Create the future in the moment. The actions you are taking right now will yield result. It is all about planning, taking action and enjoying the process. Here ends our chapter. There are some takeaways, uh, a few pointers I'll go over. Refuse to allow other people to hijack your dreams. Make a choice to keep your power. You are doing, you are going to be faced with some tough choices. Nothing good comes without taking a risk. You might need a risk. You might need to risk losing a relationship, a friendship, favorite food, drink or activities. Each time you choose, choose your happiness. Focus and shut out all negative and discouraging influences. Your decision will not be supported by everyone even those closest to you. Take the ball by its horns. In time, everyone will come around. Those who matter the most anyway. Sometimes you need to share about your plans after you have already executed them. When it is too late for anyone to impose their own views and fears to derail them. The truth is that everyone is running their own race. Don't forget to give yourself 
a dose of self-care. Nourish your spiritual needs. Revitalize. Play. Find something recreational to rejuvenate and energize your mind, body, and spirit. There is so much material nowadays to support you. The internet has transformed the way we live. You can get free lessons, encouragement, and meet people who can be instrumental to your successes so that you can escape from your own kidnapping zone, comfort zone in this case. Thank you for listening.